Hi there, healers. My name is Dave of Dave of the Flames. I'm a Reiki teacher, life coach, and a clear cognizant. I blend these energies so that I can help you be the healer that you are meant to be. You work hard at taking care of others. Heal the Healers is a podcast that will help you find ways to take care of yourself. Do you often find yourself tired, low on energy, and overcommitted because you can't say no? I want to give you the tools to make you stronger so that you can work smarter and help more people around the world. No matter what healing modality you do, this podcast is for you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Heal the Healers podcast. I am very excited today because I have an incredible guest. Um, Her name is Dr. Tiffany Hunter, PhD, and she has written a book called Reiki Helps You Feel Better a guide for young people and curious adults. And this is one of the neatest books that I've read in a while. It's, it's, a, it's a short read, it's very entertaining. Um, she hooks you with the first page. She, ha- she uses um, humor and beautiful illustrations. And what she's talking about with this book is how to expand it, not just for adults, but also for young people, ch- children of Reiki uh, practitioners, children of Reiki patients, so, Dr. T- or Tiffany, welcome, 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 welcome to my show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much. It is such a pleasure. It was lovely to get to get your outreach, and, and thank <laughs> you so much for the appreciation. Oh, it, it, it's fun. This this book, um, it, it the reason I liked it when I read it because I'm a Reiki teacher and, and I teach the classes. I tune people, and I work with clients, and no, no one has ever talked about kids in in, in, in years. <laughs> That I've been doing it, and you're one of the first one who's like, "Hey, they respond to this too. They can do this too. What can we do to help them? Let's explain it to them." You wrote a book that explains energy healing and life force energy to young minds, and I just I'm grateful that you did this because now it gives me the tools to talk to my patients about their children, to talk to empaths who have empathic children, to be able to understand this. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. And, and I, have, I have to say that that is the biggest compliment I can get is when people tell me that they can use these analogies and use these explanations to pass that information on. Um, I, I was contacted by a Reiki, Reiki teacher who said that after reading the book, she felt like she could actually start teaching kids now, that it was always something she wasn't sure about before, but that it now seemed simple and straightforward. And that's just lovely. Yeah, just it, it, it really is. And I, I mean, the the way that the way that you described it and you not only went into to each part of it and, and with with your like i said with beautiful illustrations but then you you followed up and, and you're like okay so this is the like important points at the end of, of each chapter of different things and and it was just um what was the inspiration behind this well my own kids have reiki attunements and I've done uh, many children, I've done many children. And it is, as you say, it's quite difficult to get information written down for them. Mm-hmm. And so I started writing down what I was saying to them out loud and wanting them to be able to take something away with them that they could reference for themselves. And I, I also have to say though, that a lot of the, the motivation was for adults because um, to be honest, a lot of what comes out of my mouth for the kids comes out of my mouth for adults because they're just, just easier and simpler explanations. You know, people don't want the ins and the outs of how the, of that. I mean, most people don't unless they're right. studying it, right? Unless right. you're a student, of course, right? Yeah. Studying it. But if you really just want to understand it, like what is this thing and what is the point of it? 
um, <laughs> the explanations that I used and I wanted something that I could hand to an adult and a child, obviously, that they could read in one sitting that had all the information they needed, nothing was missed, but that, that would just satiate their sense, their curiosity and, and maybe at, encourage them to look further into it without having to sit down and read, you know, lots and lots of pages and very mm -hmm. sweet tomes. Yeah, and, and, and I, I like how you start out, you know, um, with just, you know, the hedgehog, you, you know, <laughs> and, and, and you bring the humor into it. And, and it, it's interesting, but when you're talking about it and describing it, it is in a way, and I have to agree when, when I talk to um, people that don't um, that have no clue what Ricky is, I, I use the same kind of wording, you know, it's, it's not that I try to dumb it down. But if I were to go and say, well, Ricky is an ancient Japanese technique that deals with, you know, the, I, I lost him at ancient Japanese technique, <laughs> you know, um, you, you, you know, but, but if, if I start talking about it in ways that you've approached it, that, then I'm able to, to capture them. They're like, well, that sounds really interesting. I've never heard of it before, you know, right. does it work? And, you, right. you know, so, so it, it's all different things. And, you know, one thing you put in your book is it works differently for everybody everybody has a different reaction, but you gave uh -huh. examples and you gave what people say and, and, and all of that. So you really made it um, understandable and, and your, your graphics and your images that you use, you, you, you know, when you draw the aura and you draw healing and you draw the, he the healing hands, yeah. um, it, it shows a, a child. What, what kind of age groups do you think would be attuned? I mean, what is it in your opinion that you think, um, that age group right. being attuned. Well, haven't haven't taken on the the difficult task of trying to have it be readable for adults and comprehensive enough for adults, but also children. That that wasn't hard enough. I then decided to try to aid to span the ages of ten to fourteen, which is, is a very difficult age span. Um, but that's what it's intended for. It's intended okay, for nine or 10, 13 to fourteen. Depend you know depending on your kid, of course. Okay. Um, in hindsight, when I look back on the completion of it, I think that the illustrations are probably on the younger side. You know, and, um, and, and there's probably a, when you're younger and then when you're an adult, you can appreciate them. You know, if you're in that place where you're worried about being seen as a baby, then you may be a bit young because they're quite, they're quite, they are, they're, they're cartoons, right? Um, and the text is probably a little on the older side. Right, so I was trying to breach that gap between the two. I mean, really anybody 14, 15, older, uh, certainly by 15, 16, um, they can take an adult class. Well, I mean, I don't put them in an adult class. I keep them in a class their age, right, but right. they're, they're um, you know, they, they're taking on different kinds of information than a nine or 10 or 11 or 12 year old is. That, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Um, and I think this is a great book to, to read with a parent too, or with, with yes. someone. I mean, the, yes. the way that, the way that you've written it, it is definitely, this is something that, uh, uh, it, again, it would bring a, a parent and child together because the, the child w might have questions and the parent is so, if, if you know, to be able to do it. So I, I like the people that I've recommended this book to when the, the mother read it um, and she's like, oh, I am so to use this with my, my kid we're going to read it together so that's what they're doing like like they will take time after dinner and they're hitting like two chapters and you know right. the first night and then the next night they they were going to do two chapters but they ended up finishing it the next night because yeah. they were so into it and so so much fun and so it was really interesting of, of her reaction of you know when i i read this with my daughter it was amazing you know and yeah. it, it, it brought us together she said she asked questions that she's never asked before 
and she took this wow. interest and, and it was really neat so you know so for that and it, it was just like um one of the things that really came out of it was she feels like her daughter has more of an appreciation of self-care and self-love now yes and, and that um, that that is something that you need to be commended for and i want to highlight because that was a statement that i got from someone who, who did it and and i just i need to say you know well done thank you thank you thank you yeah <clears throat> well a discussion of reiki even at 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 a level of of, of self-care it just it it creates so many other discussions right you know you you can't understand self-care you can't understand reiki as an energetic self-care technique if you don't understand why self-care is important if you don't mm -hmm. value it right if you don't have an understanding of why would i want to do this why would i want to take care of my energy anatomy right you know um and then just even a conversation that you have an energy anatomy for most people is something they'd love to be able to talk to their kids about, but they're not really sure how to raise the subject because right. it's not, it's a little nebulous for them. And it, it really doesn't need to be. That's, you know, if I have a mission in life, that would certainly be part of it was, it would be, how do we talk about our energy anatomy in a way that makes it as commonplace and mundane as brushing our teeth, staying hydrated, um, that we just know that we have an energy anatomy. And of course we need to take care of it. And Reiki is such a big part of that. <laughs> uh, such a big part of that. It, it really is. Yeah. What, um, one of the things that I liked about um, is you asked a question, and, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was basically, here are some things you can learn from the book, and here are some things that you, you can't learn from the book. And let's have yeah. that discussion. And I thought that was a brilliant question because it was just like, and, and she, the reason I'm bringing this up is she used that. Like that was a, a part for the mother and daughter is that, um, they've been doing outside research, like they've been Googling, they've been talking, they've talked to another Reiki master um, together. Um, wow. So she so she felt that she was, uh, you know, it, it just, it brought some questions up of right. stuff that she's looking for. And then the daughter actually, um, like the mother has been an avid crystal collector. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden the mother is like, my crystals are disappearing and they're on her nightstand. <laughs> You know, so she's getting a little ticked and she's like, okay, I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> That's great. That's a wonderful problem to have. Yeah, she, yeah so she, she's like, it was really funny. She's like, I just noticed pieces were missing. And then I go into a room and they're on our nightstand um, because we're getting so quick because she, she talked about crystals and vibration and, and how she uses, she likes crystals uh -huh. with Reiki and things like that. So it was hysterical. Um, so she's like, oh my God, now my husband's going to kill me because I have to spend more money on crystals now. <laughs> well, you know, at the end of every chapter is, and you mentioned it briefly, our list of questions to think about. Um, and very purposefully, all of those questions do relate to the chapter, but none of them have actual answers. You know, they're really just there to get you to start thinking about the world because I think in order to value Reiki and understand Reiki, it does take a little bit of a world shift. You know, there's a lot of kind of identity and, and models of how you think the world works and how you think humans work um, that needs to shift, right? Like first and foremost, you have to accept that you have an energy anatomy. And what does that mean? Um, and that's a big shift for a lot of people. And it <clears throat> for kids, we're sort of introducing it because unfortunately they haven't been learning that since kindergarten. Although I have to tell you that if I get my way in the world, that will become part of the standard <laughs> kindergarten <laughs> curriculum. But yeah, so, so it does. It's designed to raise bigger picture questions that parents can have with their kids and help them understand 
parts of the world that that they'd like them to be involved with, but maybe don't always know how to raise those questions. Yeah, oh, that, that, that's amazing. Um, when it comes to uh, Ricky yourself, could you kind of just uh, tell our listeners, like, how, how did you find it? How did you how did you start the, this movement? Uh, of, for of Reiki? What you're trying to do? Yeah. <sighs> well, I mean, I, I've been working for energy with energy and healing and things like that for close to 35 years. Um, to be frank, I came to Reiki late. Um, I was doing many other things with energy vibrations for a very long time before I came to Reiki. And I don't know that I valued Reiki as much as I needed to or could have done when I first started understanding it. And I actually think that that's something I see in the Reiki, in the healing community across the board. I think because Reiki is such a simple thing to do, it can be learned in one day. It doesn't require bells or whistles or anything else. It just requires a class that you've taken, which needs to adjust your energy anatomy in such a way that you can now channel it. And two hands, not even two hands, one hand, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I think because of that, it doesn't lend itself to glamour and it doesn't lend itself to lengthy esoteric discussions about the, the kinds of things that people that are seekers often enjoy. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think because of those reasons, it can be it can be dismissed a little as just Reiki. And I was seeing that a lot. But the thing about just Reiki is that it is still, with all the things that I know, the most effective energy healing technique for relieving wear and tear on the aura. You know, there's lots of things for migraines and irritable bowel and post-traumatic stress and all those things. But if you're looking for something to just repair the everyday stresses <clears throat> that can turn into bigger problems in the aura. Reiki is the capital T technique, capital T. And what an amazing, extraordinary thing. You know, it's, it's I often say to people that Reiki is the energy medicine equivalent of brushing our teeth, right? Super boring, super mundane. We put our hands on ourselves. We, 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 the Reiki throws, uh, flows through, right? Um, we need to do it every day. <clears throat> we'll never know what was prevented, right? You know, you never know what didn't happen to your teeth because you brushed your teeth every day. You just know you better do it. And Reiki is the same. It's very unassuming. And it's too easy to dismiss it because of that. And so I, I really have started working very hard to, to start to change that, to have people really value what that actually means, to have a technique that's so easy. And an amazing thing about Reiki is it doesn't need um, it doesn't need a brainwave state, which is not true of all healing techniques. A, a fair bit of them require your mind to be in a certain brave brainwave. That's not true of Reiki, which means that you can do it while, you, while you're watching television because it doesn't matter a hoot what your brain's doing. It just matters what your body's doing. And again, that's so easy to dismiss, but the magic in that is unbelievable that we have this thing that's so accessible and so powerful uh, to help us. I think that is one of the most um, beautiful statements I've ever heard of about Reiki. And I'm actually gonna cut and splice this out because this that was just so powerful thank you. Uh, of what you just said. So thank you, thank you. Um, you nailed it, like, like right on the head, you nailed it because I, I have had this discussion many times with people um, and then 
when they when they realize it when they see it for what it is um it, it it's they're like oh my god it, that you, you this is so powerful you know and, and the power of the the and the and of the symbols and the energy symbols that you use um when you draw them over a body when you draw them over a plant when when i'm driving and i see a pair uh, an ambulance go by you know you know i i, I will yeah. i will use the reiki power symbol to, to yeah. own that ambulance and then the people yeah. inside you, yeah. you know and, and and it's just it, it's incredible you can use it anywhere i use it on my food on my water you, you know on people right. that i see in distress right. and i ask them I'm like would you like me to send you some positive energy and they're like yeah please and i'll do it um and, and it's just it, you can literally do it anywhere in any situation um you don't need the quiet room and you don't need to <laughs> you, you know I, I mean it's just and, and and i've been in some of those ricky sessions where the the, the healer just puts their hands on and they don't talk to you for an hour and, and, I, and I appreciate those and I relax, but then I've been in, in rooms where it's like, it's a whole um, life coaching massage and Reiki thing all at once, <laughs> you know, because, yeah, you know, because if you get a massage therapist certified in Reiki and, and then they're also, they got some coaching going on, you, you're just, you, you get done and you're like exhausted. Like you just killed me physically, mentally, and spiritually. <laughs> and now I'm thinking about things in an entirely different way. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, yeah. so, so it, it, it's so cool, uh, but oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a lovely thing to be able to sit down in the quiet moment and do Reiki. I mean, you'll mm -hmm. certainly feel more, yeah. more right? Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll certainly experience more, but it's not more effective right. than when I do it in front of, you know, my Netflix, yeah. movies, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> which come on, you know, we, we all have, right? We're all human, right? So, so to know that it works just as well, even when I don't have time to set aside for it, that's, that's everything. Yeah. Uh, I, have, I have a funny story to share and it's, it's a little inappropriate, but, I, and he's going to kill me for sharing it. Uh, <laughs> but it was, uh, I, I, a father was with a son and, and I said, you need to read this book. And so he looks at the book, he's going through it and, and he's standing there with the son and the father goes, oh, great. Another, another reason he needs to touch himself. <laughs> and the, the, the kid just looked at his father and looked at me. He's like, dad. <laughs> and it was so funny. I was dying. I was so dying. And, and his father, but his father got your book. So it, it was literally, um, it, it's so it's so amazing that how this reaches in. And I, I told him about the experience of the mother daughter. I said, she read, read us together. So he promised me they haven't done it yet, but they promised me they're going to read it together, you know, because he feels that his son is a true empath uh, yeah. and, and, and who has these gifts and the father doesn't quite get it. He's, he's one of my, my one of my patients. Um, and he's taken a couple of Reiki sessions with me and he's, he's trying to understand so he can help his son more. Right. So, so just, just, just fun yeah. things. But I, mean, I told him I was going to mention this today when I talked to you. <laughs> so he's like, "Oh, I'm going to play this for my son tonight." <laughs> um, so, you've so, done an excellent job of keeping it confidential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's so, so funny though. But, but it's just like that. That's the power of this book. It's so incredible. What, what other things are are you doing for the Reiki community? We talked a little bit about it pre-show, but. Yeah, so this is baby brand new. I've I've bought the the uh, domain name, but I don't even have a website for it. But I'm so I'm so excited because I've been thinking <laughs> about it for so long, and I'm so excited it's finally happening. So, my a colleague of mine in England, the two of us together are creating an organization that we've called the Reiki Healthcare Alliance, and the mission is to bring Reiki into a, a, an acceptance as a healthcare technique 
in the larger community. So once upon a time in my previous life, my, uh, I was a research fellow at the University of London and my specialty was the creation of the, the research, the investigation of techniques, of healing techniques, therapeutic techniques, in this case, like psychological, and how effective are they? And how effective are, effective are they under what circumstances? And another word for that is evidence, evidence research. And in order to get Reiki accepted into the healthcare community and be paid for by insurance companies, we need to do what's called, we need to make it an evidence-based practice. And that means doing the research to show that it works. And so part of, of the Alliance mission is gonna to be to bring people together and, and do that research to see if in 20 years, we can do for Reiki what's been done for acupuncture. Because you know, 20 years ago, acupuncture was considered insanity. This is ridiculous. You're going to poke me with needles, you know. But the acupuncturists and the chiropractors have done a really lovely job of showing the effectiveness of it. Not only that it is effective, but under what circumstances. And I very and my vision, my dream is to do that for Reiki. Wow. And part of that is um, also working and bringing bringing together other people that have this vision and this desire as well. And to start talking and teaching and explaining Reiki as a healthcare treatment, not as a meditation, because as I said earlier, it doesn't require a meditative state, doesn't require a brainwave. So it's not really a meditation, but not a meditation at all. And not as a spiritual practice, because although it certainly uh, supports a spiritual practice, um, so does being well hydrated, right? It's not, it's not a spiritual practice in and of itself although people may use it to enhance their spiritual practice. So if we can stop talking about Reiki as a spiritual practice, as a meditation, um, and, and start using language that doesn't feel alien, uh, alienating to people that don't know or don't already believe something and start talking about it as a healthcare technique that works regardless of what your belief system is, um, I think that we have a shot at bringing Reiki into a world that just takes it for granted that it feels better when it uses it. Wow, that, that, that's beautiful. So we will um, definitely, uh, I'm going to put links to your website um, in, in, into this. And maybe if people can sign up for some kind of information for future right. things about, <laughs> about this, uh, yeah. since it is in the baby stages. But I would definitely love some more information about this, because I, th this is something true to my heart. I mean, uh, we talked pre-show earlier as well. Like I, I, I've been trying to volunteer because um, the VA uses Reiki healers for different things. And they uh -huh. allow Reiki practitioners to come in and they, they will invite you in. Uh, and they've been doing that around the country. So I went to my local VA and, and I, I said, I would like to, to do some um, Reiki for free on your, your work, your employees. And they, you know, it's been really nice. So some of the, some of the, the initial conversations have been really great. Uh, we we want to wait to more of the pandemic is under control. Um, but, but some of the initial conversations have gone extremely well, and I'm, I'm very excited about this. But with your vision of getting it in there and having it be something, you know, that, that it can be paid yeah. for by health insurances, uh, I, I am excited to, to see it. I'm excited nice. for your work. And thank you for being that pioneer for, for all, of, all of the Reiki masters and teachers and practitioners around the world. Yeah, thank you. I mean, when I, when I got out of the world of, of being a research fellow, um, 
and at the time I thought, what that I was not, what was going on there? Like, <laughs> you know, like that was, but in hindsight, I, you know, I wasn't terribly good at it, to be honest, but I was kind of mediocre at it, but in <laughs> hindsight, I was there and, and learned it and understood it long enough to be able to, uh, to do what I'd like to do now, but, you know, be able yeah. to apply it now, but I really want to put a call out to the world and say to people like you, people like me and say, let's come together let's come together let's do this um and also part of the alliance that i very much want to do is to support reiki teachers and practitioners to have because you know being a fantastic healer does not necessarily make you a fantastic business person yes right and i see way too many people struggling in their businesses but simply because they don't have access to information or the information doesn't feel applicable to them and so a big part of the alliance is also going to be, let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about business development. Let's talk about how we talk about Reiki in a way that brings people into the practice instead of pushing people away. And, you know, we can have conversations about marketing and social media mm -hmm. strategies and things like that, of course. But the big piece is if Reiki is a healthcare technique, how do we present it to the world? in a way that when you're at Christmas dinner and your uncle Bob says, hey, how do you make your income? You can explain yourself in a way that sounds credible and valid, <laughs> right? And continues the conversation instead of having everybody shut down in an awkward silence. No, hundred uh, percent. I was at a Thanksgiving dinner once and some, I explained what I do and someone says, so basically you're a con man who takes people's money, Exactly. And, you know? And I'm, I'm like, wow. Really? Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. This is gonna be Thanksgiving. Right. Thanksgiving is off to a good start today. Right. So that's <laughs> that's really at the heart of it as well. Like, let's come together and start grappling with that, right? And, and seeing what we can do to change the culture around that. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, congratulations! Thank you for sharing that. You also are working on a second book, I hear. I am. What is it? Carlos, <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> well, you do know what I'm doing is I'm just kind of gradually going down my list of, I don't know, things that make me get really head up and passionate, right? So <laughs> I'm just going to address every one in book after book. Um, so the second one is um, the title is called You Don't End at Your Skin. And the content of the book is all about how we don't end at our skin. We have an energy anatomy and that an energy anatomy extends past, you know, the most obvious example of that is the aura. And what does it mean to have an aura? And what are the consequences of not knowing about it or not knowing how to take care of it in terms of uh, boundaries, feeling things that aren't yours, but belong to somebody else. You know, all the things that I think people that are probably listening to this podcast already know about and getting very clear on not just what's happening, but how it's happening and how we can manage it. And, and again, and I say this all the time about mundane, you know, how do we take care of that in as much as a mundane place as we take care of our hair, that it's just a part of our life, you know? And, if, and again, trying to get people to think about that in the bigger picture, but here, here's the thing that, that always makes me laugh. So for most people, on, on the planet, if you say to them, have you had the experience of being stared at? And you know you're being stared at, but you haven't, you can't see the person until you turn around. Most people will say yes. Mm -hmm. 
in fact, most people, most of the people that say things to you like, oh, so you're a con person selling, selling snake oil. If you ask them that question, we'll say yes. But then if you say to them, have you ever thought about why? Like, what, what do you think the mechanism is that's creating that? It kind of breaks down. It's such a common experience that nobody, most people haven't really thought about it. But unless you start talking about energy anatomy, there is no explanation for why that happened. Right? Like, you, know, you can only understand that experience if you begin to understand that we don't end at our skin. Wow. And so again, like I'm trying, what I'm trying to do so often is to bring these, these, these ideas into really main, you know, mundane, almost boring places so that we can start to have these conversations in a way that brings people together um, rather than pushes people apart and shuts people down. Because if it's true, and I whole, in my experience it is that most people have had that experience, then it's also true that they're gonna be curious about why and, and wanna understand that so that they have more control over their life right. and their experience. I love that. Well, I, I, I want to have you on my show again to talk about the second book. <laughs> and, and I, 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 I can't wait to read it. Oh, oh my gosh. This has been just, just so lovely today. I, I, I can't thank you enough for being here with me and for being on my show. Um, it, it, yeah, this is just holy cow. So we have some Oh great... gosh, Dave, th thank you. It, it, is, it is not an easy thing to put, to put yourself out there. Yeah, you know, no. Put myself out there and say, this is what I think, this is what I want to do. And so I'm so right. grateful for the support and the encouragement to keep going. Yeah, no, 100%. One, one thing you said that I love the most, and this is the life, the life coach in me, is you said, I have this list of things I'm passionate about. And I'm just going to work down this list one thing at a time. I wish that people would do that for everything that they, they do. Because the working your passion, I, 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 with myself, I only do things that bring me in a state of awe, A-W-E. You, you know, and, and, and I look at something, is it going to bring me joy? Is it going to be with my vibration? Is it something that is easy for me? That, then right. I say yes, you, you know, and, and I, I did a podcast this week with a love, a love, lovely lady. And one thing she said, is, we talked about boundaries. And one thing she said is you have to be able to say no. And what I do is I say, no, thank you. Mm. And it, it's like, it was such a powerful statement. But when it when it comes to being able to to set those boundaries and and to do things, uh, it, it is extremely powerful. But when you do things with your passion, uh, like you're doing, I I support a hundred percent, and I'm going to be a cheerleader for you, and I want you to keep working down your list of, of passions, and I'm definitely going to start following you and see where your progress takes you, and, and definitely get your next book. But thank you for being here. If you're listening and you want to get a hold of Tiffany, I'll put all of her contact information in her show notes. Um, and, and it will just be a, a great thing. And I look forward to all the amazing stuff you're going to be doing in the future. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. Take care.